Hello there, the All-Ireland Football Championship is at semi-final stage, whilst it's D-Day for the Talchin Cup. On a weekend where Derry take on Kerry and Monaghan meet Dublin, Down and Mead will also link up in the second Talchin final. We've got an in-depth chat with Down coach Marty Clark ahead of that game and Pillar Claffrey and Desi Moan join us to look at the weekend's two big All-Ireland senior semi-finals. That's all in the Championship. Down again, just evades all comers. Colin Buskell is chasing after it, and uh, he's still it goes. He's risen the ball. Reek needs to be on, on guard here, and the ball is ended up in the net. It's another goal for Buskell. The hill is in full voice now. Saved again. Rory Began is the hero, and it's Monaghan who are heading back to the All Ireland semi final. David Clifford did something almost impossible to keep the ball in play, and they're in for a goal. Niall Morgan needs to get out. Sean O'Shea. O'Shea hops it and puts it into the back of the net. And that is that. Back it comes to Conor McCluskey. Back in here again. And that's in the back of the net. Conor Doherty this time. Let's hope the nets will be rattling in Crow Park this weekend with the All-Ireland semi-finals. Pillar and Desi are with me on the show. Uh, just to have a chat about it. Pillar, I'll come to you first of all. Are Dublin, are Dublin hitting fifth gear at the right time? Yeah, look, I, I think in, in fairness that the league campaign this year was a little underwhelming. Uh, I think Desi Farrell, firstly, deserves great praise. Uh, for making the decision in the off-season to approach Pat Gilroy and, and, and bring him on board and bring a bit of freshness to his management team and maybe a fresh pair of eyes. And I think that the league w- was certainly invested in strengthening the depth of the panel. Uh, obviously, with the, the, the three amigos coming back, uh, Cloco, Paul Mannion and Jack McCaffrey, it has made a huge difference to the championship panel going forward. Um, so so I, I think, yeah, look... The early parts of the championship, you could see where Desi was blooding players, uh, was still giving guys game time that uh, maybe weren't featuring in the latter stages of the championships that we've seen. So, no, look, I, I think they have timed their run to perfection. Uh, I think this was a huge gamble this year in terms of getting everything back in line for one final go uh, at, after two semi-final defeats. So, so no, uh, I, I think that'd be a fair call that looked Dublin have timed it. Uh, they felt they would get to a semi-final and um, they seem to have their ducks in a row. I, I just see they've announced their team there and they've gone with the, the same team that started the last day. And, um, you, you know, I, I, I think they're in a good place going into this weekend. As for you, Desi, uh, in the media and in the public, over the last 10, 15 years, from Maliki O'Rourke to Banty and all the, the, the previous managers, the narrative has been how well Monaghan have done to have remained at the top table and to be punching above their weight. Is is that talk nearly a little bit patronising now at this stage, Desi, to Monaghan people? Yeah, you, you must you must have picked me up with coach during the week there on <laughs> the, the patronising part. Uh, listen, I know it's been said about Monaghan um, over the years. Probably based for that is getting them big wins in Crow Park. You know, along with Malagui, we we finally got we beat Kildare, um, and then probably only had a week to get ready for Dublin. Uh, after that, and listen, that's going to be big ass when when Dublin are at their pump. Um, and again, you know, we got our another win against Armagh, which was massive for Monaghan. But again, people don't probably are still not recognise that as as beating one of the top three in it. 
So again, that this is going to be optimal on this Saturday uh, to get to get in that talk of you know to get away from that talk of being patronised again. We're just we're playing above ourselves. You now we have been in Division One this last ten, uh, ten years was was huge, and that's down to a lot of a football ability as well. Just it's just not the the, the dog and the fight and things like that there. But again, it's, we have a lot of quality footballers within the Monaghan squad but again you know Vinnie Corey won't deny it either and, and the Monaghan manager and people in Monaghan as well like we do need to beat one of them big teams in Crow Park on these championship days and, and uh, that's going to be telling come come Saturday now And Desi from, from Rory Began down to Conor McManus and beyond to the bench there is talent and there is class in that team solid in defence and well able, well able to attack as well but I would surely they need more than that kind of primary motivation to tear at Dublin. Paper talk is one thing, media talk is another. They're going to have to have their tactics really, really spot on. And how do you see their approach tomorrow? Uh, well, the, the approach tomorrow, listen, they'll, they'll probably be looking at even in, in the league matches they played against Dublin over the last couple of years, you know. They have got, they have got one over them, they have got a couple over them this last couple of years. And Dublin will probably be looking at that as well. But again, I was at the league match last year. Um, you know, I know people are saying, oh, Monon Camp, uh, Dublin um, will be pushing up on Rory Beggins' kick out. You know, and sometimes I think that would suit Monon because, uh, like, over the last couple of years, Monon probably had nearly got the better when there's that bit of open space for, like, Jack McCarron and Conor McManus and Michal Bannigan there. Um, they love space and when they're getting one among the players they're well capable of, of, of putting it in the bar and creating maybe the goal chance as well. Um, you know, are people saying you have to try and contain Dublin? One are going to have to try and contain Dublin. It's probably not contain them. It's probably staying stay with them in the games and not 50, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, not having them being six, seven, eight points up. Can one stay, with, stay within that game, stay, I wouldn't say contain, but keep that attacking football up with the what they can do. They showed it in the second match against Derry, the ball retention and the way they're attacking and everything, every kick ball, every fist pass went to, to that Monaghan player and Monaghan need to do that uh, tomorrow. Okay. They can't really have an off day of passes going astray, fist passes going astray, getting turned over very easy because that's what probably Dublin would punish it and in fairness them against, in that, in that third quarter mm-hmm. against Mayo, uh, they really punish Mayo and that's what Dublin can do. To me, Mayo give up probably two slack goals one on one. It was a long ball in. Probably should have been better defended. And then the second goal, um, maybe they got just the Mayo defender was a wee bit. Listen, he's a young, he's a young defender, and maybe mm. he thought he was protecting the ball. The ball was going to, and that's where Paul Manning came in and just was really alert. And Pascal, you can see Pascal there. Okay. These boys are really. One and really have to be on top of the game tomorrow. And Pillar, it's very, very unlikely that Dublin will be complacent. But maybe is the question: Can they back up another excellent display with a display that will maybe match their levels tomorrow as well? Because back-to-back displays haven't really been there for them this season. Yeah, look, a very interesting question, uh, Damien. Um, no, Dublin's form ha- ha- has been up and down. You know, one very good game and the next day a little flat. Um, I suppose, look, semi-finals are, are all about winning and getting the result and, and getting to the final. Um, you know, with the way the quarterfinals went, we, we thought we'd get four cracking games and, and really the only game that came down to the wire was the Monaghan Armagh game. Mm. Uh, the other three were slightly disappointing. So in terms of semi-finals, you know, a lot of nerves are attached to semi-finals. I, I, will, I always felt that it was the worst stage of a competition to be bet in. 
Um, you know, I was involved in, in three Dublin teams that that, that lost all Ireland semi-finals against Armagh in 02 and then in 06 uh, against Mayo in 07 against Kerry. And it, it, it's a horrible experience because yeah. as, as management, you're planning to get to a final and, and hopefully win it and everything is laid out and then all of a sudden you get to a semi-final and it doesn't go well for you and you get bet, uh, albeit closely or whichever. It's over that evening at 7 o'clock on, on Saturday evening. It's going to be over for one of these teams and the season is over and, and that dressing room will never be together in the same format again. So there's yeah. a huge finality without getting to the final. So, um, no, it, it's very interesting, but I, I, I can't see Dublin being complacent about this one. Um, Monaghan's form has been so good and they've played so well against Dublin in the last six years, uh, albeit it's four league games that they've played them in, but they've had the upper hand on Dublin, and, and they also relegated Dublin last year in the final game of the season. So, you know, there will be lads quietly reminding each other uh, how dangerous the opponent Monaghan are. Uh, so, but as Desi says, an awful lot will have to go well for Monaghan on the day. Uh, and when you back up all them things and look at them, you'll say, if, if anything falls apart for Monaghan, you, you feel that this Dublin team is probably in a, a great position to capitalise on it, exploit it. And Pillar, th- that's probably a view that would be shared around the country. And I suppose that game takes place tomorrow. It'll be a huge, huge crowd at it, 5.30. Talchon Cup final is on before it. We'll have an interview with Marty Clark very, very soon. But the next day, can you just give me your initial thoughts? Derry versus Kerry at 4pm. Will Derry make life extremely difficult for Kerry? And is there any chance of, a, inverted commas, a surprise result here? Well, the bookies have this one much tighter. Um, Kerry haven't played Derry this year. Uh, I know they've played some teams that set up defensively. Uh, but it, it, it is a different experience facing this Derry team that are probably the best at it in, in terms of how they set themselves up. Uh, the question mark will be, look, Derry failed to function in last year's All-Ireland semi-final against Galway, only scored in one six. So everybody's expecting that this Derry team have improved offensively going forward and that they'll make it very, very difficult for Kerry for long periods. But look, you just have to look at the, at, at, at the ability and the firepower of, of this Kerry team. I think they have the right man in charge in Jack O'Connor. Um, he hasn't done a back-to-back uh, All-Ireland himself uh, with, with Kerry. Um, and, and that'll be something that'll be very foremost in, in their mind that... Uh, you know, I, I think they got their display against Tyrone correct in, in the quarterfinal. Um, and I think they will be quietly patient enough. Uh, this could be a very low scored in first half. It could be long periods of possession being held by both teams. Um, but you do have to think that, look, with the firepower that Kerry have up front, that they will find a way. OK. Uh, guys, I've been covering Gaelic football and hurling for longer than I'd like to admit at this stage. Desi, sometimes I think I know a little bit about it simply because I've seen so many matches. I actually thought that Derry might approach this game by by tucking in, uh, by maybe staying patient and having a pop on the counter-attack. And we all know now that they get 14 men forward in the transition as well. I was interviewing Paddy Bradley during the week and he kind of rubbished that completely. He said he expected Derry to tear into Kerry from the offset, which I would have thought would have been naive. But can you tell me, as a as a former inter-county footballer, where does the truth lie? Um, <laughs> I th- I th- <laughs> You'd love to see that happen. You'd love to see all-out football over the weekend. But the matches are going to be so tense. But Derry... I've watched them twice now. And um, I've gone early to the match 
doing a bit of commentary at them. And the way, even in the warm-up, they're, they're really working on the defensive system. They're trying to work on the defensive system in the warm-up, and then they're trying to trying to get that link play up on the forward line, and they're keeping it very wide. When they, Again, they're getting the 40 men up. Um, they're getting their whole team up uh, above that 45-meter line, and they're trying to play with. They're trying to slow the ball down. They're trying to pick pockets. But again, when they're defending, they are, they are right back. They're all tucked in inside that 45 and maybe four approaching out just maybe to pick up the potty potty clever thing like that there but again i think Derry have Derry could have a matchup Derry could have the few matchups sir to mark carry but again it's that player david clifford i've watched him the last time and that pass has been superb and even even if he's not maybe firing which is very rarely he's really setting up carry and how to play and he really commands carry the, the players around him Know, to make them runs to get into them scoring zone even party there's always off the shoulders always protecting them so it's going to be a big ask for Ter- uh, Derry tomorrow uh, sorry Sunday but I think they're, they're not going to change to have their 17 players the only thing with Derry is um, to have their 17 I'd say they have 17 maybe touching 18 players and it's the same players all the time same three players coming in from the bench all the time but the only thing is is that midfield area you have Brandon Rogers was playing super super football. I've, I've watched Connor Glass now. It was last two years we going to club yeah, finals. Watch, as well. You know, McKenzie as well. You have serious players there in Derry that can match the them other the, them other players pound for pound. It's just that one player, and you could say Paddy Clifford. Um, but McKenzie's maybe picking up Clifford to Paddy there that will stop that ball going in the different. David Clifford, but it's stopping David Clifford. That's going to be the, okay. the big threat. And I was just listening to Chrissy McKeague. I think last year he was doing a just a wee interview, uh, a podcast there, and, he, and the question was posed to him, you know, what if you got the chance to mark David Clifford? And he didn't back down. He was raising the occasion. Listen, he always wanted to mark the best. And this is probably the best that he's going to mark. And he's probably going to be relishing this tomorrow, uh, Sunday, uh, picking yeah. Cliff, uh, Clifford up. Yeah, and Pillar, uh, that would be a key battle and Paddy was saying to me during the week, Paddy Bradley, that uh, he suspects that Christy has a bit of a, an Achilles that he's carrying the whole time as well. But uh, you'd, you'd expect Christy McKay to, to rise to that. Just in terms of the approach then, Pillar, as a manager a manager yourself, um, wh- what do you do? Like, as you say, semi-final is not one for losing. So do you try and stay in the game as long as you possibly can? Or do you embrace the Derry of 2023 where you actually go and have a right cut as well as defending properly? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one and, it, you know, it'll only unfold on the day, but I, I don't think a team can change their their, their the whole uh, setup w- within two weeks. Like, there you have played the same way for the last two years. Uh, they know they came up short in, uh, with, with their offensive game plan last year when they came up against a top four team. Uh, they're back where they hoped and expected to be. You know, they, they've backed up Ulster titles back-to-back, which is a great achievement. Uh, they're back in Crow Park now playing, you know, the favourites for the All-Ireland. And th- they have to come up with a plan of, A, doing what they do really well, and that's been a great defensive team. But also, how, how can they get 115 or, or, or 212 on the scoreboard um, and, and really go and be in this game in the last 10 minutes uh, and look Kerry in the eye? And I think that will... You know, it'll force them to change a little bit because I I think sort of looking to, to 
be in this game at halftime at six all is fine. But like you, you would have to fancy that with the firepower that Kerry have up front, that they will open them up at some stage. And yeah. just looking at Kerry's scores tr- through this championship, you know, wh- they've got goals and they've got a lot of goals. And uh, and you would think that with with the Cliffords and with Johnny O'Shea uh, and Ganey with an eye for goal, like they, they they will go for goal chances when when they score. And you, you fancy if Kerry get one or two goals, that it might be too much for Derry to to to, to surmount. Okay, so you're going for Kerry. Final word to you, then Desi. Uh, you're you're. I won't ask you for the first game, but the second final. Who are you going for there? Um, if they contain Clifford, but uh, that's the big task. Um, okay. I'm just. I think Kerry could just. Could just not by much, but you could just maybe by a couple of points or two. But it won't. But it won't be a. a, a it won't be a, a transfer. I think it's going to be going to go down to the last 65, 70 minutes. I think this game. So probably carry by one or two. Okay. Well, let's look forward to a great weekend of football. Pillar and Desi, thanks so much for your time. Cheers. Peter Caffrey and Desi Moan there. Now we're going to hear next from one of the most skillful footballers to ever come out of down, and that's Marty Clark. What a career he's had both in Ireland and in the AFL in Australia. But tomorrow he'll be alongside manager Conor Laverty in his role as coach with the Down Senior Footballers. We'll hear his reflection shortly on a year that ends with a Talchin Cup final against Meath as the Moorlmen look for a repeat of 1991 when victory over the Royals at Crow Park saw them lift the ultimate prize. Brian Stafford to convert possession into a score. Straight over. He's on five points for the afternoon. 116 now to 114. And it's all over. And Down have won the All-Ireland. Down maintain a magnificent record. They've never lost an All-Ireland final. The number one thing, uh, the things that we've learned from is from the defeats, um, Damien. Um, I know that Conor and in particular, just it, it's not a, it's not something that he has to deal with that often. Given that he's, you know, he, he's been part of Kilku's um, success for a number of years, um, it doesn't sit sit well with any of us losing games. Games, but you know, you win or learn, and, and that had to be our mantra. Um, you know, against Fermanagh and Cavan in the league, they were really tough defeats to take away from home. Could we we could have won both games, but probably didn't deserve to, and we had a really work out why we didn't um, you know and, and we were able to win games we, we never lost two games in a row we were able to bounce back and, and learn from that and I think the, the Cavan win the Talchin Cup we certainly wouldn't have won that game had we not been there early in the year and and had the lesson down there um, of course the um, the RMA game and the Ulster Championship was a was, was a tough, tough time as well you know it, it wasn't a margin that we saw coming um, and we, we felt, you know, that there was many, many lessons in that as well and things we've already started to change from that, from that particular day. And then again, ironically, the Meath game in Parnell Park in the last game of the group one stages, yep, where they, where they chinned this by two points two in the points. end, they got one right at the death. So we're hoping that, you know, potentially there's wee lessons there that we'll pick out over the next week or so. It's really interesting to hear you talking like that, Marty. I mean, from, from an outside perspective for the last couple of years, people might have looked at... Maybe the players, because there have been great people involved trying to get them going as well, but they might have said, look, they don't look particularly united or gelling together, but from what you're saying, like the, the effort to get things right is nearly forensic. Did, did you know that all along, Marty, or did it take having to come into the setup to see exactly what these guys were made of when you got everybody that you wanted? Yeah, I think, um, like, Connor in particular, when he, when he decided to take this job and he, and he you know, asked me to come along, he was probably... You know, very, very bullish on, on where the team could go in terms of the athleticism that was there, the 
quality that was in the, the team. Like I've covered a lot of down games. I, I know there's lots and lots of quality in down. Um, but the one thing probably was was just that for whatever reason over the last couple of years they couldn't get over the line. They couldn't win. They were getting some, you know, on the the wrong end of some bad score lines and that's hurt players confidence it, it, it challenges them whether you're good enough um so we kind of came in and worked the boys very hard in pre-season we made a big thing in the McKenna cup we got some good momentum and you know the progress you know that we made there was it was good we, we were able to play you know football that was kind of what we always wanted to, to see the lads play and play under their strengths and mm. you know as I said there's been plenty of hiccups along the way I've, I've mentioned those four defeats that we've had but there has been plenty of, of positives as well and once you're winning especially down teams I've been part of them when you win you come to training with a smile on your face you work hard and you just try and keep that winning momentum going so we're hopeful we can make it four in a row in this wee streak you know we've long for Calvin and Leash um, you know we, we, we've ticked them off and hopefully it'll be the same now against me and, and the lads got to Crow Park at many of them for the first time and, and that's another milestone in their development isn't Ma- it? Absolutely enormous yeah. for, for me um, for, for Connor for, for everyone in down just to get back there it's a very unique environment in terms of the actual physical playing but then there's a psychological um, rewards that come to you're playing in the best stadium in Ireland you're playing where all the greats have always played the work is paying off it is and and that was really pleasing yes they put on a, a really good performance against Leicester there's no denying that but I think getting back there for the final is going to be very very important um, for the group again to, to seeking to bag it up Marty just in terms of your own experience as a coach um I, I always got the feeling that the game fascinates you and you obviously have the code in Australia to, to draw in as well. Just in terms of Gaelic football 2023, did you have to change your approach or a mindset as a coach to, to maybe what you would believe in towards what maybe the game has evolved in, uh, in, in the season? Well, I think in terms of anything that, that I would do, um, and I know Connor's very much aligned in this, you want people that are involved in something to be playing to their strengths, um, whatever that might be. And, and we did feel that this team is a team that is skilled and has got very good pace. Yeah. So we knew what we were dealing with and we, we, we were trying to play a, a system and a format that suits and matches that type of um, player. And we feel that we're potentially getting close to that now, but there's so many other aspects of the game where you have to be able to get your defensive shape right, your kickouts right, defending kickouts right, the non-footballing, the, those attitude, the, the desperation for the down jersey. So all those little added ingredients, there's a lot there. Um, <laughs> but I think by and large, um, it's kind of been like an incredible, like we're on the go since November. Uh, and, you know, we're in the July now. It's been an incredible um, sort of little journey we've been on this year and the time and energy that you put in and, um, you know, having Mickey Decky on the management team as well. You know, we're on the phone all the time. I think we've, we've sort of become closer as an entire organisation, all the players and that, because we've been together so yeah. long. It's an obsession, isn't it? It is, it is. And you're, now you just really want to get over the line in this final game to make it a really successful year in terms of getting up into the Sam Maguire next year, you know. What does the Talisman Cup uh, mean? Not just to down, but how would you assess it? It's two years in. Is it a necessity on the GEA calendar? I mean, can you see the benefits of it already? Or are there any tweaks you would make? Um, I personally think that, you know, I think before the Waterford game, which was our first game here at home, we had lads in our squad that had played in total across National League and Championship seven, eight times for down. That number is now 14, 15. 
when you look at teams like Derry potentially where we were in 2020 um, Derry were in that journey where maybe we are now like they have players like Paul Cassidy has played 50 games in league and championship now maybe more you have Chrissy McKeg who's way up you know you have Brandy Rogers in 80 these games experience again it doesn't matter about your age it's how many games have you got in those environments against opposition and um, you know whether or not it doesn't really matter the competition you're in if you're building those games hopefully there's progress there so for me it's been brilliant to be able to play games and train um, at this time of the year because in previous years we wouldn't have had it um, you know I make no apologies we wanted to play in the Sam Maguire this year we had an opportunity we couldn't get out of division three if we had a beat Armagh we would have got the Ulster final been in it but we didn't we were given the opportunity to get to Sam Maguire and we couldn't do it so we have to accept that and this is now our final opportunity to, to make sure that we're up in the Sam Maguire next year um, but the competition as a whole I would support it I think it's um you have, if you're good enough, you'll be in the Sam Maguire. There's a pathway there through the leagues and through your provincials. That's what I like about it. It's not, nobody says at the start of the year, down or whoever, you can't play in the Sam Maguire, you're not good enough. Well, you have two pathways of getting there. Um, yes, if you're in Division 4, you need a bit longer to get out of, up into Division 2. Um, but that's what I like about it. You, if you're not good enough and you've had your opportunity, like down this year, we weren't good enough to be in the Sam Maguire we have to embrace the Talchon Cup and you know I think that's that's probably the way of it I would like to see it continue I hear you against Leash like you know you hit the ground running and you know a blitz and the game was over was it or is it hard for, for you and your management team and Connor's management team just to, to ground everybody again and, and go again for a very kind of formidable challenge against a side that are quite similar to yourself they're looking to redevelop and rebuild all over again yeah, look, I think you want your players feeling good about themselves and you want to reinforce that it was a super positive display. You don't want to take that away from your players, especially, you know, young guys at this day and age, you know, they're really, they rise up, you know, when, when they feel good about themselves. So mm. we don't want to take the performance away from them. We'll certainly be making them aware there were a few things happening in the first half that went for us that... You know, the one that came off the upright that Liam Curd soccered in, then you win the, a 10-point lead over it. And then it really is, it's a hard way back from Leash. Um, mm. We're under no illusions that it was a, a bit of a freak event to hit 8-16 um, in your first time out in Croke Park in a number of years. So the boys are well aware of that. So we will certainly reinforce some of the good stuff that we did. But, you know, you're coming up against me, the top-ranked team in the competition, um, going on league standings. They've Colmer work there, Sean Boyle, who we know well, like legends at the game, um, the Paul and Eugene in as well, brilliant coaches. So, you know, they, they beat us in Parnell Park, and as I said, they were outstanding that day, both attackingly and particularly defensively. So, we have a lot of work on our hands, and we understand that. To be honest, personally, I'm delighted we're coming up against a you know a really, you know, top, a really top team, um, a great you know county such as me. It, it'll be a big final. There's no question. It'll be, and I, we want the players to experience that, and it's going to be a grind. You know, we're we, we're well aware of that. But if we do manage to get over the line, then it'll be it'll be all the sweeter. That's it for now, folks. Thanks to producer Damien O'Mara. Kieran Cullen was on sound. For myself, Damien Lawler. Mind yourselves, and we'll chat again next weekend. 